A young monk and an old monk were going through for a walk through the cloister gardens. And the young monk said to the old monk who had been in the monastery for many years, the young monk only for a few years, he said to him, Father, I came to the monastery to escape the world. And yet all of the challenges and the temptations that I thought I left behind still follow me here. You are a good and holy monk. Tell me, Father, when can I expect to stop being tempted to sin against the flesh? And the old monk thought about this for a while, and then he looked at the young monk and he said, about an hour after your funeral. The lesson being is that regardless of where we go, what we do, temptation will always be there. We are thinking and feeling beings. We have experiences. We have a past. We have a mind that cannot always stay focused on the task at hand. Temptation is a real thing. And every year, the first Sunday of Lent, we confront the reality of temptation. And temptation are in things little and big. Temptation to say an unkind word. Temptation to steal or to cheat. Temptation to hurt another person. Or to put yourself in front of others. To make yourself look better than you really are. These temptations come and go almost at every moment of every day. Perhaps the temptation right now is to get up and walk out of church. Because Father's homily is going off the rails quickly. Temptation is real. There is no escaping temptation. Jesus is God incarnate. And the Holy Spirit led him out into the desert to face temptation. And so we must realize that as we see even in the Garden of Eden, that temptation starts at the very heart of temptation is a good desire. A holy desire. Now, not this a particular act. Sometimes when we have a desire for certain things or attempted for certain things, those actions are clearly wrong and always wrong. But what is causing them? The depths of our heart that is crying out. There's a good and holy desire that is being engaged. And we see this in the story of Eve in the garden. This desire to be known, to be loved, to be one with God. That is good and holy. But where the temptation gets twisted is when the devil, the father of lies, he's not just the guy with good suggestions, he is the father of lies comes and sows deception and confusion into those good desires. And those temptations become a desire to do something that is directly opposed to what God has asked of us or is calling us to do. We give in to those lies all the time. We think, well, I'm the exception to the rule. Or this isn't really that bad. Or maybe the church is wrong on this particular teaching. These lies start to take root in our hearts. And at the beginning, we can push them away. But again and again and again, if we keep telling ourselves these lies, they can lead us to that path of sin and death. And we see that so clearly in the first reading. That in the moment that Adam and Eve ate the fruit, their eyes were opened. 
And they knew evil. And their hearts were changed. And we too experience that. We've been affected by original sin, so we didn't have the innocence that Adam and Eve had in the garden when we came into this world. But we know what it's like in our lives when we finally give in to that temptation and choose to do that sin. Our hearts are changed. Maybe there is shame and guilt that now affects every aspect of my life. Maybe our hearts are hardened toward other people, toward Christ, toward the church, whatever. When we allow ourselves to give in, when we choose to give in to those temptations, our eyes are open wide. And the first sin we see here, the first fruit of that that we see here in the garden is shame. How often in your life have you felt that shame? Maybe not as explicitly as we hear in the story But in your life, all of a sudden, you feel vulnerable, you feel wounded, you feel naked. You don't feel yourself comfortable and confident anymore. That original innocence is gone. What are we to do? St. Paul tells us so beautifully in that wonderful second reading from the letter to the Romans. One of, I think, the best passages in the New Testament. We turn to Christ Jesus. Because as we heard in the gospel, Jesus has been tempted like you and me. There is no temptation that we feel that Jesus Christ himself did not feel and did not unite fully to himself. And though our temptations may have fallen, though we may have fallen into sin through our temptations, and though our transgressions may be great, the righteousness and the holiness of God is ours through Christ Jesus. There is no sin too great, no temptation too powerful that cannot and frankly has not been overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by Jesus Christ, who suffered and died, who was tempted so that in those moments you and I are not alone, but can and do overcome. And so we are led during this Lenten season out into the desert to confront our temptations, Maybe you gave up something simple, chocolate, coffee, you know, a game on your phone or something like that. Maybe you've taken on serious practices for this Lent that are above and beyond what you've done in the past. But I can guarantee you from Ash Wednesday until today, you've been tempted. And maybe you've struggled and fallen. Maybe you've kept the course, praise God. Jesus is here today to walk alongside us, to invite us to go even deeper. To renounce and to reject those things that are evil. To turn to him in particular this Lenten season in the sacrament of confession to be healed. But also, and perhaps most importantly in our own prayer this Lent, is to go into the depths of our hearts. To look at those temptations that mark your life. Whatever they may be, there are four temptations that we have or four things that this world offers that are tempting us. Power, honor, pleasure, and wealth. We're going to be tempted in many ways in those regards. And into this, Jesus comes and he invites us. And I want you to think about the temptations in your life, not necessarily your sins, because sometimes our temptations and sins are different, sometimes they're not. But to think of our temptations. What are those temptations that mark your day? Are you tempted for for wealth, for power, for honor and privilege among your group of peers and friends? Are you tempted toward sexual sins and lusts? Are you tempted toward 
you know, getting better grades than you deserve through cheating? Are you tempted to hurt other people because they've hurt you? Or because you simply just want to feel good about yourself? Are you tempted to eat too much? Guilty? Whatever your temptations are, Jesus is coming to you today and he's saying, there's something underneath all of that that is a good and holy desire. And Jesus has fought the fight. Jesus has conquered. Jesus is conquering. Jesus will conquer all of those temptations. But he's inviting you to go to the depths. He's holding off Satan. He has fought that fight. He is shielding us from the brunt of his attack so that we can go into the depths of our heart. So that we can realize, yeah, that desire that I have is actually a desire to be known, to be loved, to be cherished, to be wanted, to be one with God and with other people, and to live out of that truth and that power. Because though the temptations of the world are ever and always in front of us and in our hearts, Jesus has overcome the world. For if by the transgression of the one death came to reign through that one, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of justification come to reign in life? Through the one Jesus Christ.